Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and get ready for week 12 of the National... No, wait, check that! Finally, not doing a football podcast. It's uh, We are finally on the comic book side. We are doing the Marvels movie, everybody's favorite MCU project so far. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce, and joining me today, it's been a while for this guy, Rob Callflash. How the hell are you, Rob? I'm doing well. Happy to be back. I Uh-oh. don't remember what the last thing I was here for. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a, been a it's, long time. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been a minute. It sure has. But we're glad to have you back. It's you and me. We're talking the marbles. And uh, off the hop, uh, big sweeping spoiler alert for everything. If, you, if you're worried about having stuff spoiled for you, although I don't feel like marble spoilers are a big thing. But uh, we're... Uh, uh, not just for the Marvels, but because it's been a while since I've talked uh, comic book stuff, I'm just going to say Marvel MCU properties and whatnot. Big sweeping spoiler alert if you're hanging on to, to all that other stuff and, and whatnot. Uh, you know, Secret Invasion, Loki, we might talk a little bit of that. Hell, we might talk some of the Star Wars stuff. It's It's been a while. So we'll, we'll get to what we get to, but mostly this is a this is going to be a review for the latest entrant into the MCU movie uh, category, uh, the Marvels, directed by Nia DaCosta and starring Brie Larson, uh, Tayana Paris, and Iman Vellani, who are uh, playing, uh, you know, uh, Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, and Photon. Although they didn't uh, technically call her Photon uh, throughout this movie. They workshopped some names. Yeah, they sure did. Now, if you're paying attention to the uh, chatter of the internet and what's been going on with, with this movie, you would know that this is currently one of the worst rated MCUs, according MCU entrances, according to Rotten Tomatoes. Although, you know, the Rotten Tomato system is wildly flawed but uh it it is what it is uh you'll notice that this is one of the biggest this is the biggest flop in terms of money coming in uh in in uh as far as disney mcu projects disney not having a great year in general because it also looks like this wish movie that they got coming out this weekend that doesn't look bad but it's not tracking well it has not it's not been a banner year for for uh, the corporate overlords at the uh, Walt Disney Studios. Um, all, all sorts of this movie's setting all sorts of records, good and bad. Like it's setting you know bad MCU records for for opening numbers, weekend numbers, drop off numbers. Uh, it was the highest grossing film by a uh, black female director, so that's awesome and positive. Um, the the reviews for this movie vary between your MCU hardcore stands who seem to be willing to take up arms and defend this movie to the death uh, and the incels who have been review bombing this movie for a year and a half when it was basically a thought of uh, uh, it just people who who don't like female leads who don't like Brie Larson cuz Brie Larson you know has got some weird stuff going on and it, it just you know not she she doesn't have great PR in terms of for the day-to-day activities not that I give a rat's ass about any of that stuff uh that just it is what it is but 
you know, you know, there's there's reviews that say, you know, oh, this is great. You guys are all insane for saying this was bad. It's one of my favorite MCU movies of all time. To this is one of the biggest pieces sh- pieces of shit I've ever seen. Oh God, MCU is dead. Marvel's dead. And and you, you what we're going to attempt to do, Rob, is sift through the incels, the Marvel stands, and uh, and just the Hollywood critics who are just. Uh, just can't wait to tap dance on the grave uh, that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because for this movie, for me, quite frankly, uh, I think the proof is somewhere in the middle. This movie, for me, off the hop, it wasn't the biggest piece of crap I've ever seen in uh, in my life. It's not even close to the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Good God, no. Uh, but as far as the MCU... I, I don't know. It's probably in t- it's probably in the middle towards the bottom, but it's certainly not like uh, one of the five. Maybe it is one of the five worst. I don't know, but it's definitely not the worst movie as some people uh, on the internet would lead you to believe. I think it's just somewhere in the middle. There's some fun stuff. There's stuff that didn't work for me, and uh, we'll, we'll get into it. What about you, off the hop? What were your overall arcing opinions on the Marvels? Well, based on that setup, it sounds like we've got a range of 1 out of 10 to 10 out of 10, and we're going to see yeah. if it lands at 5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about it, right? Yeah. I, I would um, go like 6.5. I, I would go 6, 6.5 out of 10 uh, for me I, on I this one. I can see that. Yeah. I could see it 6 being the floor mm-hmm. and 7 being the, the top because I think – because I only just saw it. What are we today? I think I just saw it three days ago. Mm-hmm. And when I was waiting for the bus to, to come back home, uh, I messaged you that it's just like, I liked parts. Yeah. Individually, but like from start to end and the through line, I'm like, what? What? Why? <laughs> There's yeah. some things that I just didn't quite get why they did it the way they did. And I don't know if this movie got. Um, Cursed by various rewrites and reshoots and whatnot, it seems like a lot of these projects uh, fall to that, and that's what's caused a lot of problems, or at least yeah. a major factor. But there was definitely parts that I, I I liked, I very much enjoyed, but it seemed a little weird being in a movie. I, I feel like I watched... Um, possibly a number of episodes of a Marvel TV series that were just strung together with no breaks. Mm. I was just like, that's the way I thought about it a little earlier. Um, but it might just be the, with the, uh, what is it? Like the, the TV shows going on the downward trend, um, that, you know, interest is tanked and I've risked. Yeah. Started losing interest, but, one factor that definitely jaded me on the movie had nothing to do with the movie itself. It was actually just a terrible movie experience purely because of the audience around me. And I was in a theater with like maybe 20 people total. And the guy to my like two, three seats to my right uh, set up some sort of rig to mount uh, his phone to either record the movie or to record himself and do like a reaction during it. I yeah, don't know. Pro- I, I, I guess then, the latter. Yeah. I would guess the latter. But then also there were people that then came um, once the movie had started sitting behind me with their phone lights on trying to find the right seat. Meanwhile, it's like wide open, sit wherever. Um, yeah. Then, you know, rustling food bags loudly, 
uh, talking loudly, and I was just like, to hell with this. I just got up, and I walked to the far end of the aisle and took that seat. Smart. <laughs> I've Smart never done that before, you. but I was like, yeah. we're like seven minutes into this movie. I'm not bailing. <laughs> I'm not coming back to watch it another time. No, <laughs> and I don't smart. want to deal with that if they're going to keep going for like another 30 minutes. So that very much jaded me for probably the first 20. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that, that's a veteran move by you, I would say. Yeah, I, I went to go see it on on the technical opening night, which was the Thursday. Uh, I wasn't going to do that, but some shifts in my schedule happened. And then all of a sudden it was like, all right. Now, I went to a movie that... We, we mentioned the, the, the problems with it were, were somewhat legion in terms of the lead-up, but uh, I'll, I'll just say when I went there, there were about myself and maybe another eight people in the theater. I think there was a group of five and then another group of three, um, and then I was sitting there by myself as I'm off to do on these movies because I'm not about to drag my wife to a 10.30 screening of the Marvels, right? So, um, yeah, the problems leading up to this film were... And, you know, there's a tons of contributing factors. First and foremost is, I mentioned it earlier, the incels who've just been dive-bombing this movie for a year and a half. They're the worst. The, oh, just <laughs> the absolute worst. And, like, I saw there, there was one I saw where somebody was debating whether or not... There, there, the typical thing that I saw was uh, some, somebody... It, like, this wasn't even in my feed. It's just, like, uh, Twitter is basically... Or Twitter or X, if you will, has basically been... Uh, it was already kind of a cesspool, but it's gotten worse since uh, uh, Elon took it over, right? And s- somehow, like the the stuff you don't follow ends up in your feed and whatnot. It's 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 not great, but like uh, it, it was basically these guys having a con- like an argument online about whether to... somebody called Brie Larson mid, right? And I was just like, somebody called Brie Larson mid, and then I clicked their profile photo, and the profile photo of the guys calling Brie Larson mid looked like the real-life version of the World of Warcraft player from the South Park <laughs> episode forever ago. And I'm like, you got to be shitting me with that, right? Oh, and I'm like, God. now, Brie Larson is not my particular cup of tea, but, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit on ass and say that, oh, yeah, she's a chut, man. I'm like, no, I'm like, that's ridiculous. Uh, but... Uh, that toxic garbage aside, uh, you know, the, 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 the strikes that have been going on made yeah. it so that they couldn't promote this film. What's, uh, they couldn't promote this film whatsoever. The, cause I would say that the biggest, uh, did the strike end? Like it ended like a three day or days. two before yeah. the movie it, release because yeah, I, I was I saw one actual yeah. trailer before it came out and i was actually surprised like wait this is the first one i've seen yeah it was like less than a week and then they put the full court press on like the four days before because like every football game that went on basically had a had a moment where it was like it's our time out now let's show the marvels trailer basically right because like all the ones that were being played on, all the games that were being played on uh on you know like the the disney affiliated networks and whatnot anyway um yeah so but like you know, they didn't have, like, the, I would say the strongest aspect of this film, and we can get, we'll get into it in deeper later, was that Brie Larson, Teyana Paris, and Amon Villani had tremendous chemistry in this film. And yep. some of the stuff that they did, some of the bits that they had the three of them doing work for me, some of them didn't, but overall, the three of them together was a very, was, was easily the, the strongest part of this movie to me. Those three uh really hit it and it, you just you wonder if those three were able to hit the talk show circuits you know hit the whatever circuits 
uh, if that would have translated into some great interviews and stuff and maybe got some positive buzz, buzz going before. Um, but, you know, there, there, there's, like I said, the problems with Legion, be it the toxic incel fools who were just never going to like the fucking film from the jump. Uh, there's the, you know, the movie snoots that like to come out in full force and just hate the, the all of these comic book movies and wish they would go away. And, uh, and you know, let's face it, there seems to be a little bit of the superhero fatigue uh, amongst the, you know, the more casual populace. Because uh, the biggest problem with this one is, Rob, you got to watch 30 hours of Disney they Plus shows. They ramped up a lot of content. <laughs> yeah, they, they ramped up a lot of content. A lot of it, which hasn't been good. Like, we can talk Secret Invasion. Like, holy fuck, what a dreadful project that was. Like, I like that was, like, Secret Invasion was way worse than anything this movie had to offer. Like, my God, that was hot garbage. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think for me, the bottom three right now would be... I, th- I think my bottom three is Eternals, number one with a bullet, is just awful. And if you like Eternals, you're just, congratulations, you're a hardcore MCU stan. Um, see, but I'm not, but I like the internal. <laughs> oh, see, you're mental. You're mental. It just should have been a Disney Plus series. It's so boring, man. It should have anyway. been a Disney Plus series. Yeah, it absolutely should have been. That was the that was the mistake. Uh, Secret Evasion would be number two for me, which would be way worse than... Uh, and then I think Thor Love and Thunder is probably the, the, the third worst for me. And then I would go Thor Dark World. Um... But you know, like you, you like there, there's a lot of through lines in this. Like if you, th- this is a problem that I've had. Like when people try to argue stuff, like oh the Captain, like when people say the Captain America trilogy, the whatever, tri- the Iron Man trilogy, I'm like none of them are trilogies. Stop calling them that. Like just because it says Iron Man three or whatever, it's not a trilogy. It's specifically Captain America. Like if you tried to watch just the Captain America movies as a as like three movies you get to that third one you'd be like who the fuck are all these people and like, like you just they're not trilogies this, this is a big series of movies and the marvels is like okay you wouldn't like if you just watched the movies you didn't get into the like you needed to watch another 20 plus hours of disney plus shows to understand even remotely what was going on in this film right because you would have no yeah. idea who captain marvel is you would have no idea who monica rambo is um, you would be like, why is Nick Fury in space? And it just, oh man, it, it was, you know, so for the casual viewer and, and for the, you know, the, the, the movie critics were just hoping that this just goes away. And the fact that they've been oversaturating themselves, uh, especially when you add the star Wars stuff on top of, uh, Disney, it's just become too much. And it's what's led to them kind of like we, we keep, I keep reading articles about, you know, them ramping back and taking taking stuff off the table and being like, okay, we're going to retool this and we're going to figure this out before we release it and whatnot, specifically Blade and Daredevil, and which is a shame because those are the two things I'm like looking forward to the most um, on the upcoming docket. And yeah, well, there's once just... once they finished the um, like the whole Infinity Saga, mm-hmm. they basically took um, every idea that they it seemed like they just took every idea that they still had packed it into a shotgun and shot it against the wall. It's like, we're going to do all this. I don't know how it connects. We're going to do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they basically, they, they like, cause that was the thing that they had an end game and it's like, it's pretty fitting that it's kind of going down like this. Cause this is exactly the type of stuff that 
nearly killed, nearly bankrupted Marvel. This is the type of storytelling that nearly bankrupted Marvel in the nineties. Uh, so it's, it's kind of insane that they're repeating this process, which is just like, too, but they're too repeating many... it in a new medium. <laughs> yeah. in a new medium and in a more fantastic pattern, I would say, cause it was, it was the exact same thing in the nineties where it was like, there were too many issues too many plot lines, too many multiverses, too many everythings, too many Spider-Men, quite frankly. Uh, and, and it was just impossible if you were a new comic book reader or even a seasoned comic book reader to keep up because they were just doing way too much. And that is exactly the kind of the overarching problem right now is when they were doing the Infinity Saga, uh, yes, everything wasn't perfect all the time like it is now i'm not like i'm not going to sit here and relitigate marvel's phase one through four and say they got it right every step of the way because they damn sure didn't uh but you know they had an overarching plot of we're going to work in the infinity stones slowly but surely and then we're going to ramp it up to thanos and that's kind of going to be our end game as it was so succinctly named at the end and they just haven't been able to put their foot on what they're going to do as the follow-up they haven't pulled the trigger on they, they couldn't decide if they wanted to pull the trigger on multiverse uh secret invasion secret wars or the x-men right like or the mutants they they just they couldn't pull the trigger and then they they sort of haphazardly decided on multiverse slash kang is going to be our big villain and then the jonathan major stuff happened in real life that slowed that down and also quantum mania apparently they thought like i've read articles that said they thought quantum mania was going to be like they had gold on their hands basically with quantum mania <laughs> right this was going to be their new like everybody's favorite and it's going to lead us into you know the next 10 movies or whatever and then it came out and everybody was just kind of like okay you know it was it was fine it was it a movie <laughs> yeah it was a movie it wasn't but it wasn't like uh, this the setup they thought it was and we kind of wanted it to be some of that's on 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 us as a collective fan base uh with the expectations too high but but it is what it is but uh let us talk about the marvels um let's do the let's do the vegetables for first before we we get into the dessert let's talk about what we what we kind of didn't like in this movie. Um, I think first and foremost for me with this film, uh, Rob, is that, uh, you know, it, it, it's been a problem throughout the entirety of uh, <coughs> the MCU is just disposable villains. And this one, I don't even remember the name of the, this, this is this yeah, villain. I don't who, either. Who's apparently played by um, uh, Zawe Ashton, who is uh, Tom Hiddleston's uh, wife in real life. Good for them. I'm not going to say she was bad. She wasn't doing a terrible acting performance or anything like that. Like, she wasn't over the top or... or It just... It was a absolute nothing burger of a, of a character. It, it was... It was nothing. I'd never heard of this name. Like the character Dar Ben, I think was the character's name. I I I have. I would say I'm in the one percent or ninety nine percent, whatever. I'd say I'm in the 99th percentile in terms of comic book knowledge and 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 have a, a pretty good grasp on on some of the more obscure characters. I don't ever remember this character being in the comic books, quite frankly. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I, I think they gender bent it. Like, I think this was a male character in the comic book, but I, for the life of me, could not remember that or couldn't point it out or don't know what this this character that they gave uh zawe ashton it's it's such a nothing burger of a character it's nothing she just shows up she's got a weird grill for some reason and then she's got the hammer that uh the guy was wielding in uh, yeah that's guardians of the gun right yeah, Guardians One, and I'm like, is that the same <laughs> hammer or a new hammer? They don't, they don't bother explaining it. It's just she's got a hammer, and it's, oh, it's able to beat these three. Like the hammer makes her strong enough to beat these three, even though we see Brie Larson fly into a sun at the end of this goddamn yeah, movie. Just, just to point out, um, speaking of that hammer, at <laughs> yeah. least for the first bit, I was racking my brain with, does that have the Power Stone in it? It, they, like, it certainly it, seemed like it, it did because it was like glowing it did, purple. But didn't yeah. they get destroyed it, or something? It, I, I think they just kind of, honestly, they probably were just like keeping, like it was probably easier on the CGI, the people, the the, yeah. the the CGI people to just, you know, like you're a computer guy. They probably just copy and pasted the image from the, uh, from the Guardians movie to save time. And I'm not going to blame them for that because the articles that we've had to read about the conditions that they've, I uh, had the people doing oh, this yeah. CGI for these movies is deplorable. And uh, if even uh, 5% of the stories that uh, we've read about the way they've treated these people are true, then F all the people involved, quite frankly. And I'm glad that they're unionizing now. And I hope they get everything that they need and deserve because okay. God damn. Um, yeah, it's just it, the, the, the villain. It's just a, it's an absolute nothing burger of a character. Rob. <laughs> like, yeah. It, and I definitely don't have the the comic book history uh, knowledge that you do. Um, like, to, to the is... point where, like, the, the three heroes of this movie, um, and I'm excluding um, Fury, uh, I knew by name 1.5 of the three beforehand. I'd heard <laughs> of Captain Marvel. Yeah. I may or may not have heard of Ms. Marvel. Mm-hmm. And I've never heard of, like proton or yeah spoilers at the end binary or binary whatever other name that they alluded to during the um workshopping of a of a name that may or may not have actually been something said in a comic book (laughs) yeah no did you watch uh did you watch miss marvel i did i okay yeah i like miss marvel too a lot of fun yes i I did too but a long time ago i basically conceded to mostly due to the Game of Thrones debacle at the end. Um, I'm no longer getting super invested. I'm going to take this stuff for what it is. Mm-hmm. And if I'm entertained, then it's good in my book. <laughs> oh, I was watching it. Just as, this is a complete aside, but like I was watching... Um, I sometimes put on like Watch Mojo top 10 videos or whatever to distract me when I'm working out and stuff like that. And one of them was like top 10 times... Basically times shows just completely biffed it. Uh, or, or it was like top 10 show, shows that completely lost sight of their goals or whatever. And it was like, mm-hmm. you know, prison, it, it was like, you know, coming in at number three, prison break, anything after season one. And it's like, uh-huh, you know, right? And then, of course, number one with a bullet was the final season of Game of Thrones. And it was like, yeah, of course it was, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, anyway, uh, that's, that's a complete, uh, not, that's a complete non sequitur there. Um, the... Some of the, um, did the humor work for this one, for this movie for you, Rob? 
going back to my point about in um, like individual scenes or more of like taking things in a vacuum, I thought they worked, mm-hmm. but I didn't see it working in its entirety or like before and after because they're the humor and in particular when they get to i don't remember the name of it the water planet yeah and it's and they communicate should i wait no let's get into it right now did that sequence with the singing planet did that work for you i thoroughly enjoyed it you did i thought it made no sense yeah after like like i said in a vacuum I thoroughly enjoyed that. It was <laughs> okay, I'm glad quite that. entertaining to me. Um, but it's just this flash in the pan and then it's gone. Yeah. I, I, I'll be honest, that sequence didn't work for me at all. I'm glad you enjoyed it, but man, like I might <laughs> skip fine, over that I, sequence if I, if... if I didn't say that when it started, I basically went, what? <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is dread. This is dreadful. Like, I was just sitting there going, oh, God, this is dreadful. How is this still? Because it didn't go on for like a minute. It was like, it went on for like five to ten minutes. And then it was just like, oh, and I just, and I realize this is a movie where people, it's it's the fucking 40th entry of the MCU or whatever, whatever number, 33 Marvel entry of the MCU films. So it's comic books. You've got to have. You've got to have some suspension of belief. Yeah, I will but say for... that if you do watch it again, yeah, don't skip it. Yeah, uh, if you watch it multiple times, don't <laughs> watch it through uh, the second time you see it. But mm-hmm. focus on Miss Marvel yeah. because the joy that she has, yeah, seeing that all unfold. Yeah. Like, how can you not smile and enjoy it? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Amon Vellani in that scene. She's obviously the best part of this film, I would say. Amon Vellani and uh, Teyana Paris. Uh, like, her doing the dancing moves and stuff. I'm like, this is all very fun. But, like, the actual singing and stuff and just the bit of, like, where they're like, oh, they speak English. They sing in English, but they can't understand you if you speak English. You have to sing it. Otherwise, it's, like, a, a completely different language to them. I was like, in my head, I'm like, that doesn't make any fucking sense, right? Like, I just, like, that's, like, I just, if I don't know. I, I might find it, like, less irritating if they were singing in, like, some made-up bullshit language and were, and, and, and the, the rest of that scene was subtitled until we get to the sexy Asian prince who uh, shows up and was just, like, uh, talking in English. I'll be like, okay, now we're going to have some. But just the whole, like, well, if he's you bilingual. speak to them, they don't understand. And then the bilingual joke, I just, that... That sequence didn't work for me, but the yeah. costumes and the actual uh, shooting of the planet was fucking gorgeous. Like that was yeah. like, does that act? Does that place actually exist on Earth? Because damn, <laughs> uh, it, it was yeah, it, it was gorgeous. That sequence didn't work for you. What about all of the flurkin stuff in this movie for you? Did that bit work for you? It was amusing. Yeah. But it went on for a lot longer than I thought it needed to. <laughs> yeah, that was because I that bit didn't work. So like two of their mo- two of their most major bits in this movie, which were the goose stuff with the flurkins and the eggs and stuff, and I was yeah. just like. <sighs> so the thing that got that, me it, is it at the end when it's people. like they don't have enough escape pods. So yeah. Let the let the you. Yeah. You'll come back. You'll be fine. But you know they take up a lot less space. So yeah, get eaten. 
<laughs> yeah, Isn't I guess... it ultra convenient that the only people that weren't eaten were the heroes, Nick Fury, and yeah. uh, with Kamala's family? <laughs> yeah, and, it, and like Kamala's family, why were they up in space? And it was just like, well, we had fun with them in the TV series, so they want them to stick around. And I'm like, okay, I guess it makes sense. To you. Like, why, why Nick Fury? Mr. Yeah. Why Nick Fury would take this family of like Kamala Khan's family up into space makes Nick Fury is very you, much for the movie situation because like, yeah, you're telling me fuck. the government or the secret government's not going to just <laughs> jam him into a hotel. <laughs> now, another thing that this movie does does a complete disservice to, and this is one of the more uh, this is one of the more damning aspects of the film. I think like I, I get it. I didn't enjoy the flirting stuff. Other people did. I didn't enjoy the singing stuff. Those were bits that they tried. To me, they didn't work out. To other people, they did. You just kind of take it. Like I, you know, like it's it's not. I'm not gonna shit on the movie because they tried a couple of things that didn't work for me. Yeah. But a major disservice that this movie I think did, and I don't know if it's the movie doing it a disservice or just the fact that Secret Invasion was just such a god awful piece of crap. But um, Nick's Fury's behavior in this movie. This is technically, I think, in the timeline, this is supposed to take place after Secret Invasion. So Nick Fury, okay. yeah, it's supposed to take place after. So Nick Fury has just done a presumably a uh, sort of espionage <laughs> series where he was very serious. We found out he's got a wife. He has, for 30 years, has been completely unable, for whatever reason, to find a planet for the Skrulls, even though they figured it out in 30 seconds in this uh, in, in this movie. They're just like, oh, take them to... Uh, let Valkyrie uh, rainbow bridge them to new... Uh, what New what Asgard. Was the, New Asgard. Thank you. I was going to say Thamascara there for a second, but that's that would have been a whoopsie. Um, to New Asgard, and all of a sudden the scrolls are fine. So it's like Nick Fury, first of all, just absolute fuckery by you for 30 years, apparently. And we just see him in this, and he's just a fucking goofball the entire movie. He's saying stuff like, come on, black girl magic, and like, get in the flurkin, and, and just like... <laughs> Was, I was like, what is happening right now with like that? To, that was just, and it, part of it was again, the fact that secret evasion was just such a God awful piece of crap that now when Nick Fury's run around trying to, you know, do one liners and stuff. And uh, like, they're like, you know, the, the, the fate of the galaxy or the fate of earth as this, uh, as this nothing villain is going around stealing air, water, fire. And then I presumably, uh, wind and heart later, I guess. Yeah. Uh, they're trying to go at all the the bending abilities and summon yeah. Captain Planet. Yeah, exactly. Whether you, which whatever you want to reference, Captain Planet or Avatar, they're basically trying. They're trying to steal all the elements, fifth element, if you will, uh, and <laughs> and just the Nick Fury stuff with the with the like like. Meanwhile, we're cutting back to Nick Fury, and like there's eggs on the on or or like I don't know. They're, they're, what we find out are alien eggs or flurkin eggs are there, and I'm just like. Oh, it's a good thing Goose, I guess, laid a zillion eggs so that he could hatch and they could all escape. It just was like, like, that's bad writing. And like, it was bad writing and unnecessary because it's got nothing to do with the goddamn plot. And I just would have, if I had my druthers on this, I would have forfeited some of that garbage flork and comedy stuff in favor of fleshing out the villain to be a little less it of a It just burger. occurred to me right now that... Mm-hmm. Um, Though Goose's eggs were all over the place, 
and yeah. they all hatched at the same time. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> that just occurred to me. It's like I don't even oh, want to poke holes that... in that sort of a thing. I just want to be like, come on now. We So Carol Danvers destroys the Supreme Intelligence off camera, apparently. Like one of Marvel's all-time great baddies is the Supreme Intelligence. She just destroys it off camera. We find out that, you know, we get that in a flashback. And by the way, the best part of this movie, a tight 105, right? Like a tight tight 105 do not lose that confidence uh when you're making movies going forward uh but like this movie honestly could have been like an hour long <laughs> right like i just like yeah, i said i would have i would have fleshed out the i would have tried fleshing out the villain and maybe showing uh danvers uh I- instead of doing the uh the the tell don't show stuff with her kind of like being like oh i i flew there and i destroyed the supreme intelligence and it completely freaked up their planet and that's why they call me the with the annihilator is that what they were calling her i believe that's um, what it was yeah yeah the annihilator the eradicator or whatever the heck it was um it just it was like i don't know i felt like i would have liked to have seen that in something more than just a flashback because yeah they almost the could have the opened the movie with it for me. Maybe, like they could have yeah. they, they could have opened it with um not previously on, but like X years ago or whatever, just mm-hmm. put up a date or something or just have it go after he sends. Oh crap. I don't remember his name um, from the first Marvel movie. She doesn't kill him at the end, um, sends him back in his pod to. Go... Oh yeah. Uh... Uh, and then presumably just then she pieces off to go destroy the Supreme intelligence concurrently or something, or maybe yeah. I'm just trying to put it all at the same time. But um, they could, if if that was the case, and it was right after it, she could have done that, and then they could have just showed her leave and go do that, and maybe there was some fallout from there. You could spend you don't have to spend more than five or ten minutes on it, but it, then it shows us that at the beginning, and then how things can uh, fall out from that. Um, yeah, it was Jude Law's character. Jude right? Law, used, that's who. Yeah, it was Jude, Jude Law's character. Yon Rog was the was the character, right? Um, yeah, it, it, that was another, yeah, it was weird that he didn't come back for this one. Now, maybe Jude Law was just like, no, thanks, but no thanks sort of a thing. But, um, yeah, I felt like they could have had him in there doing something. It's just, this, this movie could have used, I, I, I it could have used one more pass over, I yeah. think, script wise. Cause I just, it, it seemed like they couldn't decide if they wanted this to be like a, a girl power you know, sisters doing it for themselves, uh, type of flick, and and or if they just wanted it to be a weird space comedy, right? Like they just uh, they, they, they never kind of settled on. They could have just made it like stone. a Charlie's Angels. You got three of them. You yeah. got Furious Bosley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not, yeah. Honestly, that's a great pitch. <laughs> that would have been a great elevator pitch. Uh, uh, Rob is is for it to have kind of had that dynamic because like the. Uh, Cause even stuff that they did that I like, like the stuff where they were like switching places and powers, that bit worked for me. But it did, it like that's a bit that did work for me. But then it never really paid off, right? Like there was never a moment where it was like, like, like you were expecting. Because I will say the fight scenes in this movie I thought were fantastic. Specifically the very first one when they they keep switching places between fighting on like that Kree home planet and Kamala yeah. Khan's house. That fight, that sequence was really really good and, and honestly is one of the best fight sequences they've done in marvel yeah and but... I, I gotta say the the kree when they showed up at um 
Kamala Khan's house, um, they just start attacking humans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I th- I th- revoked. <laughs> I think they were just frightened and scared, and were like, "I've got a big sword, and I'm just gonna start like I'm scared, and I've got this big sword, and don't get near me, right?" But yeah, you're right. They definitely <laughs> kind of let the instincts took over. They let their intrusive thoughts win, I guess, in that moment. Um, but. You know, like, because it shows them switching powers and it's causing them to not fight properly during that whole sequence, and it was great. And then they do a montage of them figuring it out. And I I'm honest, like, that. The, the montage was amusing. Yeah. I, I honestly think that they did it that way to mm-hmm. cut like 10 more minutes. <laughs> it's like, yeah. we're just going to throw a quick montage in here. And we've got it figured out. Moving yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it, but it didn't really pay off to anything, which was the uh, which was the wild part, right? Because it was like, you know, it shows them they're figuring, they're practicing doing the thing, so they're, they're switching spots and phasing in and using their powers. And then when uh, the the Nothing Burger villain shows up at the water planet and starts fighting everything, they they're not switch. together to coordinate. <laughs> they're not together to coordinate. They don't like. They try to do it once, but it frigs up. And then they just kind of. I think they switch spots while flying once. And then it goes away in the end of the film. So, like you're, I like you're expecting this big moment where when the three of them are facing off against Darben, I guess is the character's name, and, and she's you know beating the three of them because she's got at this point she's got the two bangles or whatever because she's uh, so she's more powerful than than them that the three of them are going to have to come together and be like and it's going to be her like you know swinging and then they switch spots and the other person pops and then they, but it's going to be like coordinated precision attacks. From the three of them with their powers warfing in and out of spaces, but they didn't really do that, which is like, so then why establish it at all? I like why why have the montage of them figuring out how to do the powers and stuff? It's just that not having that payoff was was uh, a, a bit of a miss for me, and it's it's one of the things I would have fixed in a rewrite. Like I said, I, just, I guess re- that, yeah, like they did. If I have to rewrite, to I just yeah, I just I take out all that flurkin stuff. I take out all the Nick Fury stuff. It's unnecessary. Kamala Khan's family, unfortunately, even though I like those characters and they're a lot of fun to have around, they're not coming they with us on the adventure. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, there will be plenty of time for them in Miss Marvel season two. But uh, yeah, I just would have done it for flushing out the villain more and then more time spent with the three of them because the three of them were uh, uh, absolute delight. So uh, do you have anything that you bumped into in this movie that you want to uh talk about before we get into what we liked just to expand on two things that you've mentioned sure uh one with the the nick fury it's like um and what nick fury are we getting um if this did take place after secret invasion and actually that point actually works for the the two things that i'm going to say if that's the case i read or saw something on a youtube video where apparently the various scripts like there was no coordination between the various projects so because there is no coordination or like kevin feige didn't wasn't active in them to say uh this doesn't jive or anything like that that could be why (laughs) that's probably why we have why is nick fury's personality flip-flop in every single movie yeah yeah, that that was you made a great point there because that seemed to be one of the things is that um, somebody wrote a I think it might have been at Variety or whatever if it wasn't, but uh, like and I'm obviously I'm not a big Variety guy, um, but whoever it was 
wrote an article that was um, a month or two ago that was like, it was after Seeker Invasion basically sucked ass, right? And we were mm-hmm. all kind of going like, boy, that was terrible. Um, Marvel decided, that's when Marvel decided, okay, we've got to figure shit out here. And they scaled back their television production, right? So, which has led to the rewrites for Daredevil and stuff like that. And somebody wrote an article that was basically titled, Marvel scales back projects, semicolon, finds out how TV actually works, (laughs) right? (laughs) Or something like that. And it was a bit of a scathing title, but, you know, I was reading it and it was like, yeah, you know, there's some truth to this in, in the sense that, um... Marvel has kind of, uh, you know, they, 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 they have Feige at the top, but Feige, when you're doing TV and you're shooting TV movies, even though it's not like uh, getting weekly releases, um, that, you, you know, they're, you're probably, they're probably all filming it at once and cutting it all once. If, if you don't have, like you, you need to, TV is just a different animal than the movies and you need to have, um, but you can't just have Feige as one man overseeing no. the TV and the movie, which is what they had going, which is why it's kind of been bad. And now they've apparently taken a little off his plate and, you know, they probably have a couple more guys and gals there who are, uh, going to be communicating with each other going forward to figure this stuff out, which is why they did thing like they scrapped the tone for daredevil and stuff like that. And, and a mm-hmm. couple other, uh, and then there were like some stuff about the blade scripts and whatnot. It's just, it seems like they're doing a more focused effort these days since, uh, that's good. Uh, yeah. Which, yeah. Hopefully you need a line through all the things. Forward. If you're doing all these various projects that are yeah, um, at least at the start in complete isolation, but then they do come together, mm-hmm. have a decent reason, like show it. <laughs> Don't just throw them there and just make a one liner to say why they're here. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that I was going to mention and it goes back to um, if this is after Secret Invasion. Um, once Daenerys Targaryen got the blood of um, Captain Marvel, does she not have the light power, and would she not have been a fourth? I saw some people mentioning that on the net. Yeah, uh, I just, I think that, uh, also, why did you I don't feel care just call her? Cause... Thing, but it's just like, that's a little amusing. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's yeah, a wrinkle. Like, yeah, because it's also just like, is, I don't even remember the char- I don't remember the character's name, but yeah, Daenerys' character, basically, like, is, is she the most powerful character of the universe now? Like, like. Like, why wasn't Nick Fury calling her up and being like, hey, our son's about to blow up, right? <laughs> like, it just, it was, oh, God, Secret Invasion was so bad. It's so bad that um, I think we're all just kind of going to kind of ignore it. Just like, but yeah, that's... Uh, Honestly, yeah. until until someone brings it up, I mostly forget it happened. <laughs> because oh, it might as well not have. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Um, yeah, anything else you wanted to mention uh, that you bumped into before we get into... Uh... What not, we what we liked about the film? Not that I can think of, but I'll definitely bring it up if I remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so bad guys and nothing burger. Nick Fury, uh, Nick Fury, dreadful. Got uh, up on a different side of the bed. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, completely dread, completely incongruous. I got dreadful's the wrong, wrong, the wrong word for it. Incongruous is the it's the word. Um, what what we liked, I mentioned the uh, hour 45 minute runtime. Yes and yes. Um, we talked about the chemistry that these three had. Yeah. Uh, it didn't work in every scene for me, but overall I'd say about 80% worked for me. The, the only scene that honestly didn't work for me was the scene where, you know, Brie Larson gets off the thing and is like, 
This is after the the they, they steal the air from the one scroll plan or from the one scroll planet, and they blow they you know dive bomb all the scrolls. Mm-hmm. And Ms. Marvel's like, we have to save them all. And Captain Marvel's like, no, we can only save. We have to save what we can. And then save who we can. Then, yeah. And then they land the plane, and and they're in like a cornfield or a wheat field or something somewhere. And she gets off the plane, and she's like, oh, I could. And you know, you. She kind of explains that, oh, I, I destroyed the supreme intelligence off camera, and that's why I, what caused all this, and that's why they call me the Annihilator, and. That scene, they didn't really, be, again, because the bad guy wasn't really fleshed out and they explained two seconds ago that this is what Carol Danvers did, that it all happens off screen. That scene didn't work for me in terms of trying to be the big emotional payoff uh, between the three ladies, right? It, just, yeah. it, 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 it didn't really work for me. Um, that's the only scene that I kind of bumped into. Other than that... See, the, that, that scene, it did for me, but again, in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. If, yeah. If I if I flick the switch in my brain that says go with this, assume it got here for good, like it got here in a good way, and like this is now a payoff. It's like yeah, no, that I like that scene. Like a lot of those individual scenes, and I think the one other thing where I didn't like is when it went from that scene, either like before and after, like the some of the. The emotional tones are like it does a 180 or it's a bit jarring to flip between i found at certain times yeah like like but but this and this is not i don't want to say that's a the marvel's problem that's an mcu problem and it has been that's for forever true. where they don't let anything like they they immediately aside from a couple of spots they don't let the emotional beats breathe from time yeah. to time that's true. It's not. They, they have to bookend it with a corny one-liner. I think the worst culprit of that is in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which is a movie that I did not like. There's the scene where Kurt Russell, you've got Kurt Russell and Chris Pine. Kurt Russell, one of the greatest American actors we've ever had, charming and funny as fuck, can do it all, can do the emotional beats and the comedy beats, and has been doing it for like 40 years. They give him a line where he basically explains, like, Peter Quill's great purpose and that I'm your father and we're going to do all this and there's, and we're having this emotional connection in, in, in front of this fire. And then basically half an emotional beat. And instead of letting it sit there, he goes, I got to go take a piss or something like that. And then he gets up to go take a piss. And it was just like, why didn't you, you didn't, <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that wasn't <laughs> ne- that wasn't didn't need that. That was bad. That wasn't necessary. It's just like, so that's it. That's an MCU problem. That's not a, the Marvel's problem, but I completely agree with you that it was like, Brie Larson, who's an Oscar winner for God's sake, is giving this, trying to you know give gravitas to this stuff where it's like, where again she's monologuing and explaining I did all the cool shit off camera, which is unfortunate, um, and then Kamala Khan has to like make some sort of like, beep boop, you know, type of joke or whatever, right? And it's just mm-hmm. like. Ah, just let it breathe. Like these girls all know how to act. You don't have to do the. But again, that's not on them. That's a that's an MCU problem that they've had for for uh, for all sorts of movies where it's just for whatever reason they don't let the emotional beats sit constant mm. sit enough uh, at a lot of the time. Um, all three of them are pretty damn good though. Uh, like. Iman Vellani, obviously, to me, was the best part of this movie. They give her all a lot of fun stuff. Uh, she's 
somewhat plucky in this yeah. film, but I, I, I like all, all, all of her. The, the way she fangirls, like, Grace. yeah, it's just the, really enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. The fangirling was good. The, uh, a, a lot of her, not all of her jokes worked, but most of them did for me. Uh, Tiana Paris is great. Uh, can't wait to see her going forward. Um, the forced tension between her and did you buy the forced tension between her and and uh, and Captain Marvel? Because to me that was just like this could have been uh, the, 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 to me that was like I, I realize people sort of do this in real life, but mm-hmm. these two are close enough and were close enough that I don't buy that Cap that Brie Larson didn't pop in and say hi to her at any point right i just yeah. i just kind of didn't buy that with the way they established the, the relationship of those two but in previous movies and whatnot i just went with it but i agree because yeah. the first thing once uh captain marvel's going into the story about how she earned the the title the annihilator and didn't want to come back to earth until she you know righted that wrong but she came back for endgame yeah so you did come back yeah. and then you didn't pop in. <laughs> and then they blame it on the blip, which is like, come on now. You gotta, you yeah. gotta let the blip go, Marvel. The blip can't be the source of everybody's, of, of everybody's yeah. problems all the time, right? Like, it was just like... Um, so there was that, but I just, like, I just went with it. Like, yeah, I'm, and like... I'm not gonna dwell on it. It's just like, this is how, if, if this is how they want the, the characters feeling towards mm-hmm. each other until they... Uh, resolve their issues like cool go team because like because like the i would say one of the one of the scenes that i was just like i would get rid of i, I you've got to write this better was the scene where they all put on those weird helmets so that they can read each other's minds and it's just like okay now let's show you all why there's tension between everybody i was just like mm-hmm. that's a bad writing device like literally a writing device like they put the writing devices on their heads and made them like it was it was a literal writing device it was it was i was just like that's a bit of that's a kind of a dreadful way to do that um unless they're doing it this way so that because it is uh whatever it was like the hour 45 um they're doing it this way so that it's not two and a quarter or two and a half yeah. So Beat that they up, don't baby. have, so that they don't have to spend the whole first act going through three first acts for each yeah. of the characters, then bringing them together. Which is again why, if I had my draw, like if I was, uh, like it, obviously, if I was a, a much more intelligent and connected person that I am now, I and I was like the movie producer on this shit, and they put the script in front of me, I would just send it back with the note of. Uh, okay, I like about 70% of this. Let's take this 30% that is these dumbass alien cat eggs. Let's take that. Let's put it aside. Let's throw it in the trash and never talk of it again because it doesn't work. It's bad. And let's, you know, maybe spend some of that time hanging out with the villain, uh, you know, figuring out why our characters. Just the cat stuff just did. The, the Florkin stuff just if it, didn't work If that didn't work for you in the movie, no. would it have worked for you if it was just a quick post credit scene where you see the egg hatch and there's a new flirt oh, or probably. whatever. Oh, probably. Yeah, that would have, that would have, I probably would have popped for that. But to have Goose, who they don't explain is, you know, with child or whatever, they just kind of have Kamala Khan's mom go, oh, he's getting a little heavy or whatever. And then, uh, I think I was just... amused by the stare that Goose gave her. 
That was kind of funny. That bit was good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it wasn't like, all it, it, are like yeah, it, completely straight up in the air. Or something. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't all not funny. It just it was just I'm mean, like, really, this is going to be a plot in the third act of our movie. We're just going to make yeah. up gooses. It, it just it was such a, a bad Deus Ex Machina of how we're going to get out of this problem we've created for ourselves. Um. Uh, what about you? What was what was one of your favorite things in this film? honestly i can't think of anything other than anything different than we've already discussed like yeah. their chemistry fight scenes, fi- fight fight scenes, scenes were are great, great. people I, ripped on the cgi in this movie i had to disagree i thought the movie looked great there like, might the, have been a couple of scenes where it's like ooh, that might have been a little spotty yeah, sure. but yeah, whatever it's it's, it's fucking expensive man yeah, exactly it's expensive right like, um it's did you see yours in 3d better. i did not I, I i unfortunately saw mine in 3d it's the first it was the only one playing at the time so i was like fuck beans Norm- it's mis- not like, normally that I would want to because no, I, I, never I have glasses. I don't care about 3D no. at all. Um, but because I didn't see it opening weekend, me just waiting, I'm pretty sure I just waited a week. Like I saw yeah. it second weekend. Yeah, this uh, is only week the, the two or three or whatever. That I yeah. had the option to go into, it was no longer in the... Um, like the uh, the AVX theater and all of that. Yeah. So you, I had you, to just you, see you, a regular theater, which is like, okay, that's fine. It's a couple bucks yeah. cheap. Great. <laughs> yeah. The price gouging is out of control right now, and there's there's no reason to. Because I remember I was picking my ticket because I knew there was like it, it was like a nine forty five show or whatever, and that was the only one playing. And when as I was punch, I was at the the movie thing punching it in to get my ticket. I was just like, oh fuck, it's in three. Like it's it, this one's in 3D. I didn't realize that when I was looking it up, and I'm like, "Fuck!" Which means they're gonna get an extra five bucks or whatever yeah. <laughs> out of me for my ticket for something I don't want. Like, but also uh, like with these movies, when it gets to those action sequences, and sometimes they can be pretty quick moving action sequences. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be pretty annoying with the uh, the 3D glasses. I don't know if it's for everybody yeah. or if it's just my personal problem because of my poor vision. <laughs> Yeah, um, it, it's just to me, yeah, yeah. like, when I, I got the contacts, I just don't notice it. It's just, it's such a non-thing. Yeah. It's just, it's a scam to me. Like, th- like 3D versions of movie is is literally a scam. So, when I paid my extra five, because it was the only one, it basically makes me a sucker, right? Because <laughs> I'm yeah. just like, fuck beans. Because, uh, again, the, the 3D is it's such a nothing burger in all these movies. Um, fight scenes were great. I thought yeah. every one of them, every one of them, every one of the fight sequences were great. Everything looked good. Uh, apparently, they had the guy who did the fight because, like, the fight scenes were the best they've looked since Shang Chi. Um, okay. And and I don't, I'm pretty sure I read that the guy who was the fight coordinator for this one is the same guy who was the fight coordinator on Shang Chi. So that that you would know, track. explains that little <laughs> mystery, right? Like that. Yep. So that tracks as to why it's been the best fight sequences. Is that um, the end bit was good with uh i mean it's it's the classic oh she punched a hole in the uh in the universe right. you gotta go and you know monica rambo's like i gotta close it but they it's just like i gotta close it from the inside and they don't really explain why but you're just kind of <laughs> like ah oh, someone's always got to close it from the inside don't they rob whenever yep. there's a whenever there's a black hole or a portal to somewhere else the only way to close it it's yeah. such a trope right? it has to be to closed it. by the push of the the things going back not a pull yeah, so someone's yeah, someone's got to go to the inside, the inside, yeah. and get left behind to close it back. And uh, and it so... opened a hole into another universe purely because it was 
the the dual bangles, right? Yeah, because when so. it was just it was a single one, it flimsy. was just a jump point. Yeah, it was flimsy at best. The explanation for for wh- why it did that, they were just like, "Oh man, she just yeah. she did that and she punched a hole in the damn universe." I, I thought about the one. Other All thing. right, I'll like, buy that. Right. Like, I thought about the know? one other thing. So the dual bangles, um, the villain, you know, explodes herself um, after ripping a hole in the universe. Yeah. Now is that because? too much power was used to do that because Kamala Khan was. was able to use both bangles and be perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, I think it was okay. too much. I think it was the too much power trope. So it was dueling tropes, right? It was okay. the too much power that ends up killing the villain into the, and then followed by the, I gotta change it from the inside. Ah! You know, and they're all doing the hand wavy motions and stuff. Uh, I just, it, it was like, all right. The, the, so I was kind of a paint by numbers ending, but. Yeah, but it, it, it worked for me in terms of like setting up what they're doing forward uh, because what they're setting up doing forward. Uh, now, they do two kind of post-credit scenes. One's just kind of an ending thing um, where Kamala Khan, for some reason, again, because Nick Fury is just on one in this oh, film, yeah. gives her the iPad with the... <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if she just took it. <laughs> downloadable. But but even so, that's just like, Nick Fury would never just allow that, right? He'd be like, what the hell are you doing? Give me my damn iPad back. <laughs> yeah, She has the iPad with all the secret information of all the things. And we end up seeing Kate Bishop for the first time since uh, the Hawkeye. end of the Hawkeye series. And Kamala says to her, hey, we're going we're gonna to make the Kid Avengers. Ain't that a thing? Uh, so where are you... Uh, on the prospects of the kid on a, on a scale of one to ten, what is your excitement level for the prospect of the kid Avengers going forward? Five, five and a half. Like oh, oh, I, okay. I, only be and I'll justify this. It's yeah. basically just like I'll watch it when it comes out, but if it never gets made, I don't care. Like yeah, I have no, exactly. Invested <laughs> interest or history of reading like the Young Avengers or anything like that. Like I never read the Avengers or anything like that, so. I enjoyed the movies for what they were. I'm like, cool. I'm learning all about these characters. Never knew a single thing about them more than their name. Yeah. So um, basically the same with this is like, and just with the way the MCU is going, they're just, you know, teasing a project that's coming up. Yeah. If, and when it gets released, I'll watch it. If it doesn't get released, I'll wait until whenever it does come out. If it does. But yeah, yeah I, I, I'm, not, I'm no longer over the moon for everything. It's flimsy for me. It's 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 very. Oh, it's so you sub five then? <laughs> no, I no, I'm probably around your because for for me the thing is like well these are the, the two that they had standing in that room. Kamala Khan's there and she's like I'm putting a team together and I want you to be my first member. I'm like. I'm like something that thinking you two are literally the only characters they've introduced that I am even remotely interested in seeing again. So if you wanted to do just a, a Hawkeye Marvel movie, Ms. Marvel TV series, I'm fine with it. Don't go for, in my head. I'm like, don't go find anybody else. I don't care. Right. Like, I was going to say, it's like, presumably the <laughs> like Ant-Man or Wasp character, whoever the, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, Cassidy, Cassidy, like presumably she's going to be a part of it, and yeah, somebody. I don't remember what other children or or young adults are kicking around. Somebody put up the whole thing. It it was like somebody had like the grid, and it was like a twelve-person grid, and I was just like, oh my god, that is pretty dreadful, because it was like. 
I'm like, I hope they don't use all of these guys because it was so bad. But it was like, uh, oh God, it, it was uh, it was Kate Bishop and uh, Ms. Marvel. But then there was like the CGI photo of Hulk's son from the ending of the uh, from the from the dumb Fast and the Furious ending of uh, of She Hulk, where they're all sitting at a uh, at, they're all sitting at a ta- at a at a you know a table having a barbecue, and Hulk shows mm-hmm. up and he's like, "Hey, this is my son," and Hulk's son was there. Or whatever. I uh, literally forgot that. <laughs> yeah, I did too, and I was like, "All right, that was a thing, and that was dreadful." So I was like, "It was him," and then it was, that. and it was like, uh, the two, uh, it was Wick and and uh, and Speed, the two, uh, the the, the Miss like, Marvels, this... or sorry, Scarlet Witch's kids, who okay. are it's been well yeah, established them. are not real, <laughs> like they're imaginary. <laughs> this, and I'm like, "No, not those two. and. Uh, uh, I guess Ironheart was there because we got the Ironheart series coming up, and uh, I don't know. There's there's a few others that okay. I'm forgetting, and I was just like, and Cassidy I think was definitely in that one. There's a bunch other, but like it was it was a staring at it. I'm like, this is a pretty dreadful lineup. If <laughs> if this is what we're building towards for the future, that is that is a uh, you know that's that's you know that that's not going to get a, the the casual viewers juiced in I, a way that regardless of the who's other, in it. As long as they have like a good script and it's done well, yeah, they can make bank. But yeah. don't just put out a steaming pile of shit because we got to put out a flick. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So that brings us to the uh, the mid credit scene, which is uh, the second of the two that they did, and we see Monica Rambeau wakes up in a parallel universe. Spoiler alert: she's not dead. She's just in an alternate universe because if you remember, she had to close it from the inside. Uh, and she sees what she thinks is her mother, but it is, um, uh, but it is, uh, just, uh, you know, the, it, it, it's the actor playing her mother mm-hmm. and, uh, she stands up and we see her and it turns out that she is uh, binary, which is the alternate version of herself basically. And, um, I was amused by her reaction after that. <laughs> yeah ah shit (laughs) yeah that yeah that yeah that was a good bit which is great but the big one is that we see uh kelsey Grammer is back as uh dr hank mccoy they got him in uh cgi form this time instead of in brett ratner makeup style um it looked good i i thought people were some people were saying that that he looked shitty and i was like disagree completely on that i'm on a coin flip where it's like, how did they make him look better and worse at the same time? Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, I can see, I can see, uh, yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. Um, and it might just be that it was full CG as opposed to um, practical. Uh, yeah. From back in the day. Yeah, for sure. It was. Uh, I, 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 obviously, you know, they've been slowly working in the the X Men now. Uh, we had the multi, uh, you know, we had the the multiverse version of uh, Professor X. We've now got a different uh, multiverse version of Beast. One wonders if that's going to be the uh, if that's the Fox universe, right? Because uh, <clears throat> you and I have on this podcast before and in the past. It seems like the Deadpool movie that's coming out, which I believe is the next uh, Marvel movie that's coming out, uh, is Deadpool three. Although that keeps getting pushed back and pushed back. Yeah. Uh, I keep thinking that that is going to be 
Deadpool kills the Fox universe, right? Where we're going to be in the, the Fox version and it's going to be him and Logan running around and they're going to be slowly killing all of the, you know, so you might get like, you know, like Jessica Alba might, you know, the Jessica Alba, uh, Sue Storm might be there. And then, you know, uh, all the, all the, the Fox, like, you know, uh, X-Men might be there and whatnot. And he's going to be able to make, uh, one liners about how, how bad a bunch of those films were and stuff like that. And it's just going to be Deadpool going around kind of doing this. So like Deadpool might end up, you know, I don't know, killing this version of Hank McCoy or whatever. Who knows how it goes. I kind of hope we get a, a little, a little blip of Chris Evans as, um, Johnny Storm. That's Johnny Storm. Yeah, that that they got to do that. Being an end credit sequence, I know he retired himself and whatnot. And if he doesn't come back as Captain America ever, I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah. But if, if he he would have to, he's got to make at least a 10 second appearance like, as Johnny Storm, so right? Amazing. Like, yeah, it, it's it's just it's too on a tee for him. It's yeah, I don't know. How about how about your excitement level for the? Uh, you gave me a five for Young Avengers, one to ten. How excited are you for for more X Men? And, and did you pop when you saw no. Hank McCoy? I mean, I didn't pop or anything. It's like, okay, cool. This is, this is what people are been saying. It's been like the good, uh, um, what the good uh, post credit uh, scene, because um, you had mentioned that there was a good one, and mm-hmm. you correctly didn't spoil it for me uh yeah. some other friends see it uh opening weekend and i asked like you know um uh, they said it was good <laughs> like or, they're not gonna tell me i was like okay well just is it dr doom is it... like no it's not that good <laughs> no yeah it's i think i said that to you too didn't you ask me the same thing oh yeah, you, you might have said dr. that as well <laughs> and i was like oh no not that good but pretty good like like, like you're, I'm, you're I'm, out of 10 i need you to go down to like an eight on this one right yeah. Yeah, so like seeing that, and like obviously, like once you hear Kelsey Grammer's voice, it's like, okay, this is Beast. (laughs) Yeah, I know with who and what's going on here. Um, So yeah, I would be like editing all that, but I'm definitely excited to see uh, X Men content come out. Yeah, I thought for a second, I'll be honest, and uh, hopefully this isn't the the toxic white boy in me. (laughs) You know, I I try to be progressive, but. When I saw Beast standing there and I saw Lata- uh, or Lashana Lynch sitting there, I was like, I popped a little. Like, I, I initially popped for Kelsey Grammer's Beast. I was like, oh, shit. And then I was sitting there going, is she going to be fucking Storm? Because I would have been so down with that. Like, because I yeah. thought she was going to stand up and be standing there in, like, the, in, like, the white outfit. With the uh, like, in the, like I was, I was like, is she gonna be standing there with in the white outfit with the cape, or the black and white one with the, or, or the black and white one from the comic books? Uh, okay. But then she was binary, and I was like, oh, that's ah, she's binary. In my head, I was like, oh, she's binary, dope. Uh, but like, there was half a second there where I kind of, I, 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 got a little too ahead of myself there, <laughs> and I was like, is she gonna be fucking Storm? Because like, Storm's obviously my favorite X Men character of all time, so I'm just like, oh my god, he's my favorite X Men character about to appear in the MCU, uh, and. It's like no, Halle Berry's got to appear at Storm and get killed in the in the Deadpool movie apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I, I I was at like a of I was at a, 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 a uh, an eight I would say eight yeah. out of ten pop wise for uh, for 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 that. What about what say you? Yeah, that 
that's where it would be. But I mean, with the grain of salt, it's not like I jumped out of my chair and was hooting and hollering and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, I popped a little. Like I definitely was like, oh, you know, like, I did one of those. Like for excitement, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I'm like eight minimum. Like I want to see X Men movies. Um, but my reaction when it happened on screen was like was probably to the effect of nice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, overall, we both, I, I gave it a six, six and a half. What was your official rating for Marvels? Yeah, I'll just cop out. I'll go the same, six and a half. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's about, that's about what it is, right? It's a six, it's a six, six and a half. It's, it's definitely, it's not good, uh, like the stands are claiming, yeah. but it's also not bad. Like, the, like I could see an argument to bump it up like to seven, games. but that's probably where my seal. Yeah, I mean, if you enjoyed it and you want to bump it up to a seven, I'm, yeah. I'm willing to. Let that go. Anything higher than an eight, and you're anything higher than a seven, you're just out of your damn mind. <laughs> I'll be honest. Your your full MCU stand. Congratulations yeah. for you. Um, so just to so, qualify it a little bit, um, I, there was I can't remember whatever trailer happened recently. Um, it was like, oh, did you enjoy it? It's like, oh, it looked all right, nothing special or anything like that. And there, mm-hmm. everyone is, was like, that was a steaming pile of trash. Like, it's going to be awful. I'm like, all right, but remember, I watch like IMDb rated two, three movies when it like horror movies. So like, yeah. my floor for trash is a lot lower. Than is I this think a lot of? Is people... this? Are are you? Referencing the Madam Web trailer that yes. we saw last week. That, that was the one, yeah. <laughs> that was a horrendous trailer. And Rob, you were there when I invented the, when I coined the phrase, the Medellin corollary on this podcast. I believe you were on that podcast when I coined the phrase. And I cannot believe that it was possible in the year of our Lord 2023 to cut a bad trailer for a blockbuster movie. And but by God, they somehow did it, man! Like that, Madam Web trailer was dreadful. And then everybody, everybody's ripping on the meme of the one line that is clearly like it's not going to be a line in the movie. It was clearly like eighty yard into the trailer. Mm. But it the 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 line everybody keeps making fun of is like, oh, he was in the Amazon with my mother when she uh, when she was researching spiders right before she died or <laughs> whatever. Everybody's been making fun of that because it's a fucking horrendous line. But I guarantee you that line's not in the movie because it was like such an 80-yard line. Like if you listen to that line in the trailer, it's absolutely that Dakota Johnson or whatever was like literally in front of a microphone very similar to the one I'm talking into in front with a headset on going like, blah, 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 blah. And then they just marked it into the trailer because there's no way that's a line in the actual goddamn movie. Oh, yeah, Madam Web looks like a piece of shit, though. Um, so I guess the next MCU project uh, comes out around Christmas time. We get season two of What If? Uh, and then, I'm looking uh, forward couple... to that. I very much enjoyed uh, What If. And apparently they're going to do it one day at a time, which is pretty cool. So, like, they've got nine episodes like they did before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they're going to do, like, a nine days of Christmas sort of a thing where, like, on, like, December 20th or whatever... It's like, here's one episode, then the 21st, there's another one, 22nd, and then they're just going to go nine days straight. Uh, we're going to get one episode of What If, which I think that's a lot of fun. I dig that. Um, I like that yeah. more than nine weeks. <laughs> yeah, and then Echo is coming out, and Echo, apparently, they're just going to give us all five episodes. They're just dropping all five episodes off the hop. The Echo trailer, now, like, that's the reverse. The Echo trailer I popped for, though, like, uh, seeing, 
uh, D'Onofrio back as Kingpin and whatnot. And and, and mm-hmm. apparently this one's going to be rated R, which is why it's getting released on Hulu too. So it's going to be, or not R, but rated mature. So we're not going to see a tame, it, like D'Onofrio is not going to be tamer in this now right. that he's on uh, Disney Plus now, which you would hope because like, his kingpin was the best part of those series, quite yeah. frankly. Um, Maybe did you like season one of What If? I did. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I really did. I, my problem with the What If series is the same problem that I have with every What If story that they do in comic books, and this is this is not just not just a Marvel thing. This is just any time they tell an alternate universe story, for whatever reason, it, it seems like the default. This is just a pet peeve that I have is that mm. anytime they try to tell it, most of the time they try to tell a what if story, it always ends in the most nihilistic way possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, where it's like, what if we did this? Oh, well then like the universe ends if that happens. And I'm like, well, why is that the case? Right? <laughs> like, why does it always end with the universe? exploding? Cause and like, and the what if series was no exception, right? Cause they did nine episodes and I was looking them up the other day. They did nine episodes. Four of them are, like end up with universe enders so four of them are just straight up mm-hmm. uh, it, like what if that happens well the universe ends right and then so that's so that's nearly half of them so that's four out of nine which is already too many right and the rest then, of them get pruned in loki so it's all good <laughs> i guess yeah but like so but like i said so four out of nine so which is already too high but then another what if was ends with like what is basically what if Wakanda is a war torn country <laughs> or like, like what if Wakanda is a war nation, which is again, is kind of another nihilistic ending. And then another one was like, what if all of the Avengers died? And I'm like, okay, there's another nihilistic, there's another sad un you know, nihilistic ending. And then, so that's, so we're up to six out of nine. And then the ninth episode, the finale is technically, well, what if all the heroes and all the universe ending episodes that we did come by and try to stop Ultron, right? So mm-hmm. that was basically seven out of the nine episodes were what if the universe ended? And I'm like, all I'm saying is mix in, if you could, please mix in uh, 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 an original take or a, a happy take. Like, doesn't always have to be the universe explodes. Yeah. You don't have to well, do the most nihilistic ending possible. Wasn't one of them, episodes. and I don't know if it was just a vision in it, and I assume it was in What If, because I believe <laughs> yeah. the art style worked for it. Didn't Galactus eat one of the galaxies or something? Maybe. I don't I don't remember off the top of I my head. I can't remember. <clears throat> it definitely, like, the one that you would say was the most happy was there was one episode where it was like, what if Thor was an only child, and Thor basically hosts frat parties across the universe and destroys the universe with his by partying so hard right and i'm just <laughs> yeah. like okay so thor, thor even in the silly thor one the universe still gets destroyed like it's still the most even though thor is like basically destroying the world by being spuds mckenzie <laughs> it's still like okay but the world still ends right like it's like come on now <laughs> i don't i just it's just like throw in a couple of non nihilistics is all I, and, and it's worse in the comics because in the comics, they always do the nihilistic endings too. Yeah. Um, that's just a pet peeve that I have. If you, if you didn't bump into that, then I don't, you know, I don't want to yuck anybody's yum, <laughs> but for me, that's, that's a pet peeve that I have. Um, yeah. Did you like, let's talk about the ending of Loki. Did you like the ending of Loki? Secret evasion. We don't need to discuss because that was such a piece of shit, but, yeah. um, how did you feel about? We'll, we'll quickly do it because we're already at an hour and fifteen. Um, did you like the 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 Loki series and specifically the ending? I did like the Loki series. It's some, if not the best, 
television content Marvel's got, and I, I, I will concede if it is recency bias, but the Loki season two finale episode is the best, if not like top three, of the Marvel TV episodes that they've ever done. I th- I think so too. I I, I agree. It was you a know, fantastic uh, finale episode. It was not a. If you were trying to get a casual person to comment on this one, this was. Oh, you like, can, yeah, no. That's... Time travel, and you know me. You've heard me rant about this. <laughs> You're on, not a in, fan uh, of it. <laughs> no, I hate time travel because you always just get it. You always just end up getting so far up your own ass with the time travel stuff. So I've just I've never been a fan of it. You know this. You don't need to hear me say it. But I I just that this one, the ending worked for me with, with him. Mm-hmm grabbing all the all the time all the break it didn't look great but it they had a tv budget so i don't i don't i'm, I'm not gonna i didn't think I'm it not gonna bump, I'm, I'm not gonna bump into that i can i can live with it but the visual of him grabbing all of the timelines and then forming them into his throne that branched out into the timeline tree yeah. and there's that big tree of life or whatever uh, in greek mythology i don't remember the or not greek in norse mythology uh, i don't remember the name of it but there's that big tree of life that um, is like a big part of that whole um, mythology, and he basically creates that in 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 the time. And it was it was it was good. It, that was a good ending, man. It was yeah. it was very good. And just the whole like him being burdened with glorious purpose, and and his glorious purpose is stopping all of the like t- the timelines from being destroyed using his weird time switching powers. And it was a great way to to kind of shelve him because. Once they were like, once it was like, okay, so Loki can control time. Where are we going to go with this, right? And yeah. <laughs> they found, but they found a great way to do it, where it's like, okay, he's just stuck in limbo, making sure none of this shit falls apart. Yeah. And it gives him this this godlike, glorious purpose that he's, he's giving all thing. of the timelines it, a fighting yeah. chance. It was, or, fucking, yeah, a chance. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, was fantastic. Great. I also like the score through the episode was great. Yeah. Truly fantastic. It, accentuated every beat it needed to. Um, but they, they still managed to put a little bit of humor in there, but it was dual edged because the one joke where he's going for like legitimately asking how long will it take me to learn all of mechanical engineering and, and all this stuff. And it's like decades, centuries. And it's like, okay. Yeah. And then it cuts back. It throws up the like, you know, centuries later or whatever. And it's like, Oh Wow. Oh my God, he'd been doing yeah. this on loop for centuries. Like it's heartbreaking yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a good bit. I thought. Yeah, I yeah I, I rather enjoyed that. It was. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, some of the middle episodes though, the Jonathan Major stuff didn't work for me. I I don't know if it, if they asked him to do that or if it was a character choice where he was stuttering and whatnot. But I was just like, ah, really, it didn't really work for me. Um, I, I I thought it, I agree that it was an interesting choice, but then choice. With, then with the finale, um, or I can't no, I can't remember if it is the finale or not now because it blends together a bit. But when he has the when Loki has the conversation with Kang at the or he who remains, yeah, the that was time, the finale. That was yeah. the finale. Okay, like that's how it started. That's right. Um, yeah. and he gets, yeah, because he's showing off. It's like yes, Loki can stop time and and all of this. And 
Kang like you know licks his fingers like ooh one for you and all this stuff and he goes into the hole is like oh you've met uh, Victor Timely <laughs> and then the yeah. stuttering it's like oh okay so it's like you knew that and just sort of played it off or like that's just who you had sent out in the you know the what is it the uh, the sacred timeline you, yeah. you kept him as that one or unless that is Victor Timely and just you know got past the stutter yeah so i think that's it for this one um we've already been so we don't really have a lot of time on it because if, if we start getting into the current state of the mcu we're going to be talking for another half hour i think so <laughs> I might have right to now get another it, drink <laughs> yeah shit's looking a little flimsy right now for being honest but uh we'll wait and see next time we have something comic book wise i want to do it i don't know if we'll get to it i fucking want to do it though is that murders um, the MCU? You can't wait for it. No, that that doesn't come out till like June of next year. So oh. we gotta, like, they're only doing one movie movie over the next two years. Like they're sorry, they're doing two they're doing two movies over the next two years. So they're scaling back the movies for sure. And because um, Deadpool's apparently going to be the only movie, Deadpool three is going to be the only MCU movie of 2024. Okay. And then as of right now, uh, Captain America: Brave New World is the uh, only movie of 2025 now whether or not that you know they'll uh get it together and do one because uh because it's it's slated for february so maybe they do another one in november of 2025 but as of right now those are the only ones that they have that are in like post-production uh still got plenty of uh shows though because we've got what if echo the agatha movie where they keep changing the title of uh, okay iron heart iron heart supposed to be coming and then they're supposed to be a daredevil so we'll see how that goes um, but no, uh, Aquaman 2, Rob. Uh, oh. <laughs> I really want us to do Aquaman 2. Because <laughs> I liked Aquaman 1, even with all its flaws. I still yeah. thought that was a lot of fun. And uh, I, I want to go see it. I'm definitely going to go see it. And I hope we can all go see it and, and pod on Aquaman 2. Um, anyway, great having you back. It was great talking comics and stuff again. Great talking something other than football. But God, I love talking football. And I will be doing that again uh tomorrow uh because uh that's not it for this week uh so you're probably listening to this and then later today or tomorrow you'll get a uh football podcast from us because it's thanksgiving week in uh america in america so it's thanksgiving down south so we'll be uh we'll be able to uh uh, we're we're going to be, uh, I'm going to have Bill and Craig on and we're going to be down. So if you're a football fan, you've been uh, hanging around to all of those. We're, we're going to be doing week 12 soon. Uh, Rob, you recently appeared on a YouTube channel recently. Would you care to plug that for us, good sir? I would. I'd like to give a shout out to the Dudes of the Dead podcast. They review horror movies and discuss the genre. I got to be a guest on one of their season four episodes where we talked about the 2017 film Cargo with Martin Freeman. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can find the Dudes of the Dead podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I checked out some of theirs. I'm not. I'm not. Hu- I've been getting more into the horror genre recently. It's not been one of my biggest like. Because um, I'm more into. I'm not really into like the schlocky horror and stuff like that. But I, I've been trying to get it because I definitely hate torture porn. L- torture porn stuff. I'm just not into. Light I'm metal. more into there's like. There's a lot of subgenres of horror. Yeah, there's so many subgenres of of because like there's schlock horror. There's the Toxic Avenger horrors, which I guess probably goes into category of schlocky. Like I love. Uh, obviously, we did Army of the Darkness. We did an Army of Darkness uh, commentary on this. It's one of our finest episodes, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, that, 
that's that's more my wheelhouse, I think. But there were a couple other like weird European ones that I saw recently. Um, I can't remember the names of them. Um, but yeah, there's 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 so much out there. Well, and I was watching. I've, I've recently fell down. You ever see the Dead Meat YouTube channel? I don't know that I've seen it, but that sounds familiar. That's a good one. You'd, you'd get a kick out of that one. Uh, so yeah, that, so that comes highly recommended for me, but for Matt Pierce is the the probably the most popular horror movie YouTube channel <laughs> that's out there. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I like the most generic thing. Uh, but that's just yeah basic. Anyway, <laughs> yeah basic. Uh, anyway, um, oh yeah, Tales go check from out the Hood. Of the Dead. <laughs> Tales, Tales from the Hood. That was the thing I watched recently, which I hadn't seen in forever. Tales from the Hood is so good. That's something we can talk about off. I'm, I'm getting off on a tangent here. Yeah. Uh, sorry, replug those guys for me, and then I'll do the old outro there. Go check out the Dudes of the Dead podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. All right, we'll try to put some of their stuff in in the episode description so you can easily uh, find them. Uh, that is it for this one. Crossover Podcast is available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and iTunes. Please rate and subscribe, five stars only. Uh, we're also on any podcatcher that you ha- we happen to be uh, on, and if we're not, email us at contact at the crossoverpodcast.com and uh, let us know what podcatcher we're not on, and we'll make sure we get up on there. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. As I mentioned, uh, that won't be it for this. We'll uh, be back... Uh, tomorrow or uh, within 24 hours i would imagine you'll get another episode in the speed for week 12 as craig and i uh, and bill will be back discussing week 12 in the national football league still live in survivor after the detroit lions pulled that uh game against the bears out of their asses in the last five minutes i don't know if you're watching that rob but good lord uh, it looked like our uh 10 week streak of survivor was coming to an end there but we're still live and we're on to week 12 uh that is it take care everybody and uh we'll talk to you next time on the crossover podcast Oh, <laughs>